0: Today's episode is brought to you by BCS Wealth Management. BCS Wealth Management is an independent financial planning and investment management company headquartered right here in Johnson City. What's great about BCS Wealth Management is that they're 100% independent, which means there's no big company in New York pulling the strings. BCS Wealth Management is also a fiduciary, which is just a fancy way of saying that they're bound by law to do what's in your best interest. Not everyone who works in financial services is a fiduciary these folks are. So whether you're in need of a financial plan to keep you on track with your goals, if you're an individual needing a checkup on your personal investments, or a business owner needing an evaluation of your company's retirement plan and other benefits, the highly trained team at BCS Wealth Management is ready to help. hey friends and welcome to the johnson city living podcast where we talk about the people places events and flavors that make johnson city tennessee a lovely place to live we've got a great episode for you today but before we get there let's knock out a few pieces of housekeeping shall we so first up i like to start every episode by thanking you for listening you could be listening to a million other shows right now but for some reason you have decided to spend this time with me and with my guest, and that is not lost on me. So thank you very much for that. Also want to thank you for sharing the Johnson City Living Podcast with your friends and neighbors. Our audience, it's amazing. It continues to grow, and I keep running into new people who say that they're listening to the show, which I mean, I've got to admit, it feels great. One thing you can do today to help us, if you're so inclined, simply tell a friend about the podcast or share our podcast on your social media. It makes a huge difference when you do that. I promise it makes a huge difference. And it means a lot to our entire team here at the global headquarters of Johnson City Living in downtown Johnson City. Okay. And finally, before we get to today's interview, I want to introduce you to another podcast here on the Market Street Media Network. It's called The Huddle. The Huddle is a weekly sports talk show that drops every Friday afternoon. But honestly, the best way to catch this show is is on Facebook Live on Market Street Media's Facebook page every Friday at noon. Spencer, Greg, and Brad have put together a really fun and funny sports show, and I think you'll love it. So you can find it anywhere you get your podcast. Just put The Huddle with Spencer Huddleston in the search bar, and you'll find it. Okay, now let's get to today's show. Today's guest is Whitney Goetz. Whitney has recently returned to her alma mater, ETSU, as Executive Director of ETSU's Alumni Association. Whitney is a third-generation ETSU grad is a dedicated public servant. She spent much of her career on the Washington staff of now-retired Senator Bob Corkert and in Nashville at the state's Treasury Department. In today's interview, Whitney talks about what led her family to move home to Johnson City, the bright future she sees for ETSU alumni, and much more. Here's our interview with Whitney Getz. Well, Whitney Gets, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast. It's really nice to have you here.
1: Thank you, And I am just honored to be here.
0: So we got a lot to talk about today um, because you've had some uh, some big changes in your life the past yeah. six, eight weeks, a uh, couple months, and uh, and I want to kind of dig into that. But Great. but first, let me tell us what uh, you're recently back to the Tri Cities. Uh, you grew up in Johnson City. Tell us what has brought you back to Johnson City. Great.
1: I would definitely say it's Johnson City. Um, <laughs> My husband and two boys and I just recently moved to the area back in May uh, for an opportunity. Uh, for me, I was recently named the executive director of ETSU Alumni Association. So my alma mater, uh, the opportunity to work for the institution that has been so good to me and live in the community that raised me um, is just really a dream come true.
0: I love it. That is not an opportunity that comes up you know, every now and then. No. I mean, it's very often like... Only a few people have sat in that chair. So yeah. um, so what was it that made you like say, I think I want to put my name in for that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, Dr. Bob, Bob Plummer had the position uh, before me for a number of decades and really um, just did a, a, a great job and, and kind of created a legacy. Um, and when they announced that he would be taking another opportunity, um, I had a couple folks mention it to me and mm. I thought, you know. This might be something that I would like to explore, and um, the more that I thought about it and and had conversations, I thought this is this is my dream job. This yeah. is really the opportunity, you know, for me to give back to the institution um, that has been so good to me. Um, you know, my husband John is a Tennessean as well, but uh-huh. he's from Chattanooga. Uh-huh. Um, we met in D.C., have spent the last goodness seven eight years in Nashville. And really had been thinking, where do we want to raise our family long term? Yeah. Um, we have two little boys, uh, four and two, and um, you know, as we thought about that over the last couple of years, everything just brought us back here. Yeah. Um. So it just was a, a perfect opportunity, and just felt like this is the path we need to take.
0: So you've got a resume that kind of I think suits you for this for a position like this. But let's let's before we get, kind of get there, let's let's walk back a little bit. You have you have longstanding connections to ETSU, right?
1: Right, right. Like, I, like, pretty much my first academic, I guess, experience, if you would like to say that. I was um, one of the kids that went to the Child Study Center as a little kid. So I think maybe four years old, three yeah. years old. Um, I actually spent a couple years at university school um, before going on to Liberty Bell and Science Hill High School yeah. um, and then came to ETSU as an undergraduate student. So... Um, It's in my blood. It's in my family. I'm a third generation buck. Um, and pretty much everyone in my family has either attended or graduated from the university. That's so,
0: wild. Third generation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Both of my parents um, and my sister and then uh, grandparents also attended the university. Wow.
0: I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. So you got out of school. At, let's pause for a second okay. because I read, I found this bio. Whitney's bio is <laughs> is in the ETSU magazine that just came out a couple of days ago. When you're in school, you have a degree in mass communications Correct. and you've worked in mass communications, but you, it says you have a minor in criminal justice in criminology like, i'm i'm super interested I know, in
1: i know it's my little fun fact
0: what college age whitney was uh, i know was into.
1: that that is a funny story so i spent the first three years as an education major uh-huh. um loved my coursework um had a wonderful example in my mom who is a retired school teacher uh-huh. from the johnson city schools um Loved what I was doing in the classroom in, in the academic classroom, yeah. um, but got into the classroom as a teacher and just didn't find myself loving it the way that my mom loved it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that's the that's wasn't the right fit for me. Yeah. so um, Thankfully, the Larry Calhoun scholarship was renewable for another year (laughs) and I could um, pivot and take a, you know, a different path. So um, really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, So I took one of the aptitude tests or or a test in the career center and they kind of showed me some things that I was good at. Mass communications was Mm -hmm. was one. And the more time that I kind of researched that, thought it was good. They said, you have to pick a minor. I was like, well, what are my options? Yeah. And the coursework just sounded interesting. Um, I took a lot of really neat classes, uh, none of which I use, uh, I guess, thankfully, because they were police photography and terrorism. And I mean, just very unique classes that i I just enjoyed learning um so that's the story with the criminal justice and criminology um very interesting but you know it, it it's a good talking point I think
0: that's cool <laughs> that's really cool yeah um so you got out of school and tell us about your early like career years and and those next steps
1: absolutely so um my final semester, at ETSU, I did an internship within Mountain States Health Alliance Mm -hmm. in their marketing department. Um, An opportunity came up after graduation, so that's kind of where I got my start, uh, working, doing event planning for Mm -hmm. the, I think at that time it was 15 facilities in the hospital system. Um, They raised me. I I learned a lot about uh, being a professional in the workforce there. Um, Spent some time in the marketing department and then went over to Human Resources Mm -hmm. where I served as a nurse recruiter, Mm -hmm. recruiting nurse for the hospital system, um, which brought me back to campus, I spent a lot of time at ETSU, um, really all the surrounding nursing schools. Um, so again, a tie back to the university, and really got to know our students, some of which I, you know, see now out in the community. They're doing great things yeah. and taking care of our citizens. So really neat to to kind of play a part in their scholarships and and getting them through school. Um so did that for a little while and uh finished my MBA at Milligan College. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just had a dream of going to DC. I had spent some time um doing just volunteer campaign work at that time for Mayor uh, Bob Corker Mm -hmm. when he was running for Senate, and an opportunity came up, and I thought, you know, now's the time. I'm young, I'm single. Let's see what's out there. And and truly, it was the best decision of my life because I um was exposed to a lot of really unique things, met people from across the state, and really true. Fell in love with my state. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a wonderful little bubble here in the East Tennessee area, but got to know folks in Nashville and Memphis, and really just across the state. And we have—I know I'm biased, but we are truly the best state in the country. Um, <laughs> I tend to—I
0: tend to agree. Um, yeah. It's interesting as I as I hear you tell this story. Like it sounds like there have been these moments where like there's clearly a fork in the road. Yeah. And you're like. There's been a couple pivotal moments that have like changed everything for you.
1: Absolutely. Um, That was a big one. My dad and mom tell the story that they packed up my little Honda Civic and, you know, we're standing there as I drive off to to move to D.C. And my dad said, you're not coming back. Uh, (laughs) And um, May of this year, I said, Dad, you were wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Told you. That's great. And I'm sure they're tickled to have you back in town. They are. And... More importantly, for them, the grandkids. I right? brought my people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, cool. So, um, so then, you know, you spent some time in DC. Mm-hmm. You met your husband there, correct? And and then, I suppose there was some point at which you're saying, uh, you know, maybe maybe we need to a slower pace or just a different right. setup or or what was the right? What got you out of DC?
1: Absolutely. So Tennessee was always going to be home for both of us. We moved to D.C. about two weeks apart. We were both kind of the new kids in town that hadn't done the touristy thing. So we were just good friends that went um, to museums on the weekend. And um, he was looking for a church. I had found one. So we started attending National Community Church together. Um, And, you know, just a friendship and the senator told him to ask me out and he said, yes, sir. And <laughs> here we are. Um, but we knew that DC was a season in our lives, yeah. both of us, and an opportunity for both of us career-wise brought us to Nashville. And that's kind of where we've been until now.
0: Fantastic. Well, we're glad to have you home Thank in Johnson you. City, where you belong. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about your new role at ETSU. Yeah, so, um, so tell us... Tell us your title, and then tell us what it looks like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm the executive director of the ETSU Alumni Association. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask my boys what I do, I work for the Go Bucks, which is <laughs> is true. Yeah. Um, but we have an outstanding team in the alumni office, and really my job is just to engage with our alumni, um, which, to your question about what that looks like, is different every day yeah. and, and is very different right now, um, our traditional methods of engagement with football games and homecoming and events is is just not possible right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm getting to be creative and think about new and special and unique ways that we can engage with our alumni, provide meaningful benefits to them right now. And that is truly exciting. Um, so that is what my days are looking like right now.
0: Yeah. And really, I mean, a, a quite an impressive story to tell to alumni who, you know, you know, you've been away for mm-hmm. for some period of time, and if you've been gone for a while, the past five, six, seven years, ETSU is a wildly different place Absolutely. than it was even just a few years ago.
1: Absolutely, being on campus has an energy and an excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, I frequently say I had an outstanding undergraduate experience at ETSU. I mean, that's why I'm why I'm here. Um, but these students have just a new energy um, the football stadium the Fine Arts Center I mean the visibility of the campus is just very different um, but we're doing some really special things at the university and I'm I, I think one of the best parts of my job is I get to be part of telling that story yeah. to our to our alum to our community partners and making sure folks know that there are some really special things going on in East Tennessee
0: yeah what are some of the ways that um, that somebody who's not engaged, you know somebody who's graduated but but maybe not be engaged at a, at a you know tremendous level could get plugged back in.
1: Yeah, now's a good time mm-hmm. because um, I know a lot of folks are not, Doing some of the traditional things, you know, our, our falls are going to look very different, yeah. um, you know, getting connected through our alumni association. I, I feel like we are going to be able to, um, you know, do some really unique things in the fall and in the spring in the digital space. Yeah. Um but you know, connecting them back with their college. These colleges are just—I, I, you know—I've I spent the last six weeks. I keep calling it my listening tour, and I'm yeah. getting to meet folks from across the university, talking to the different deans, um, the folks in the colleges, and every single meeting I come away just blown away with the the things that are going on, the innovation, um, and. These students that have graduated and are in the communities, uh, be it here or or other places, I think they're just going to be really excited about what's going on at ETSU. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, what has been one challenge since you've since you've started?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, just I think the challenge that every single industry has right now, and that's um, pivoting and thinking about how we can do what we do in this new environment. Um, but to me, kind of coming into this position, uh, brand new, everything is 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 new and different. So you know that's a challenge, but yeah. it's also exciting. Yeah. Um. And from my perspective,
0: yeah. You mentioned some of your connections to ETSU, and, yeah. and I think it's um it's interesting to me. You know, I'm I'm looking kind of over your your story, your resume, kind of a long long career in in public service, right? So not necessarily business chasing a profit anything like that but kind of giving back to the to the community Mm -hmm. um and and i know your your family is that way too right so you Your dad has worked at the university. Your sister's mm-hmm. worked at the university. So t- mm-hmm. tell me about some of those family connections to yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm so fortunate. I I have said that um, the support that my family has given me is really the, the limits of that is just as big as I can dream. Yeah. Um, you know, supporting me and in, in going to D.C. and, you know, some of the professional things that I've done. Um, I've had wonderful experiences yeah. or examples, really, in in my both of my parents. My mom's a retired elementary school teacher. I feel like she's taught half of Johnson City to read. (laughs) And and Um, the
0: nicest person you could ever run into.
1: I I agree. But um, they love this university. They love this community. Um, You know, my dad has kind of stepped into this uh, role uh, as a a city commissioner. So doing public service from that respect. But um, I think that's this region. Um, We really... Um, ingrain in our, our children even to give back to the community that has been so good to them and in each of my jobs I think I've looked for ways to um, give back to the community or serve others. Um, my very first job was working at (laughs) Chick-fil-A and, um, which was a great, a great place to start as a 15 year old. Um, but learning about customer service and, um, people come to you because they often just need direction or help or, I mean, at Chick-fil-A it's, they're hungry, but you know, if I can make somebody's day better or easier or help them, um, you know, it makes you a better person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. So tell me about, about that. Was, was there a moment shifting back to kind of moving back to Johnson city? Was there a moment where, where you and your husband, John said, okay, this is, this is it. Was it very clear or was it just kind of this process where you're like, Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's growing over time.
1: Yeah, I think, um, having two little kids and a husband that travels quite a bit in a, a normal environment, Um, really made me realize I'm a a working professional mom. Um, You know, I had a lot of responsibilities at work and trying to balance that with two little kids, how much the value of family and being close and being able to support, you know, support each other was just something we really wanted to do. So I guess having kids was kind of that moment, um, (laughs) you know, but uh, over time, I think, you know, coming back to Johnson City, seeing just the excitement and the growth and downtown and just, I guess it was slow um, just seeing that. uh, John was actually the one that said, you know, Whitney, I think that's where we need to go. Wow. Um, So as a Chattanoogan, he fell in love with this place and wanted to make it our home. So um, it was a slow process, but um, it was definitely worth it.
0: I love those stories. Um, so a couple a couple stories I'll, I'll share with you really quickly because yeah. I think they're fascinating. I, I always it's always interesting to me how people kind of get connected or or fall in love with this city. Uh, I had one guest sitting in that chair who said her husband was here just visiting. They were looking for a place to downsize to, and he was just driving down Main Street and was like. Baby, I think this is it. Like, I think this is the place we had another uh, a guy who has an office across the hall. They were in the Raleigh area and they were sitting in founders park one day. And there was like a guy who was playing the guitar in founders park. And he was like, this feels like Gilmore girls. Like apparently <laughs> there's some kind of tr- traveling art, uh, musician at Gilmore girls. And he's like, I think we need to be here. Mm-hmm. And people uproot their lives to come here, mm-hmm. which I think is, is really cool. Uh, from, from outside, those of us who, who have spent some time here, who grew up here, mm-hmm. been here for a couple generations. Um, we just we know how good it is, right. um, and it's right. it's great to share it with the world. So, uh, you mentioned that you are y'all are passing out pride signs today, right? We
1: are. We are. Um, So for those that have been around, I think they will remember the last, this is actually our 25th year of ETSU Pride, um, which, you know, kind of started with a week, kind of grew to two. And Mm. now we really say it's ETSU Pride 365. Um, It's really the community welcoming back our students, our faculty. Um, This is a really unique place. And I think college students have a lot of opportunities and a lot of options when they're Looking for where they want to go to school, but I think Johnson City really sells, and and really it's 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 the region um, because there are folks in Kingsport and Bristol and beyond um, that you'll have pride signs in their yeah. yards as well, but just a visible welcome. This is your new home. We want you to be part of this community, and and the pride signs. It's just a visual, but it's it's something that we carry throughout the year. That's so fantastic. yes, we are putting out pride signs. So we're starting today. <laughs> uh, they are available for pickup. You know, outside of our alumni house, we're Which, getting them out there. <laughs> if you're
0: listening to this in the future, today is a Friday in the middle of August, and it. I, it's going to be hot, sweaty yeah. work. So uh, kudos to you for, for getting out there and getting it done. Right. Um, but man, what a great welcome to to somebody who's just coming to campus for the first time or returning, right. and they see in every storefront and, and yards and, and all that stuff, they see that like this is this is home. This is Absolutely. your place. Absolutely, that's so Absolutely.
1: cool. We want to keep them here. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of industry and innovation, and come here, have your four or five um, <laughs> years as an undergrad student and then make this place home or yeah. be like me. Go, you know, go to other places and then bring that back uh, to this community and bring your little people too. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, Whitney, thank you for your time. I know you've got a full day, but thank you for dropping by and being on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Leighton. A pleasure to be here and, and great to be home.
0: Awesome. Thanks. Johnson City Living is recorded at Market Street Media in downtown Johnson City. From their beautiful studio in downtown Johnson City, Market Street Media makes it insanely easy to start a podcast. You don't have to fool with equipment or technology. You can walk in, record, and then get up and leave. It's that easy. They can even live stream your podcast on video to grab an even bigger audience. Look them up. Market Street dot media online. That's marketstreet.media. dot media.